Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so you are have been married for many years. It's not really – it's a pretty unhappy marriage, but – um. You can basically never leave your husband because he is involved in a life of crime and, like, you have a very comfortable lifestyle and also, like, you're very Catholic, so, like, divorce is not really your thing. However, you have instead started getting a lot of, like, we'll call it spiritual fulfillment um, from this, like, young priest that works at your church and he keeps like coming over at all hours to like give you spiritual guidance or whatever and he's like the only person you can really talk to about like how stressful it is to be married to your husband um but he's kind of sleazy like he only ever shows up when dinner time is because like he wants to eat food he wants to eat like free food and you don't mind because like that's kind of how you express love is like through um feeding people um just due to your heritage and due to uh just like the 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 life that you've lived so far and then so one day you get really excited and you're like uh you had this like really nice night with him where you were like watching a movie uh and nothing happened um, but you did feel very close to him because, like, he just listens to you. Like, you complain about about your husband through the guise of, like, he's not spiritual enough. Um, but really, it's like he cheats on me. He's, like, a criminal. It's tough to be around him, whatever. Um, and so you – after this night, you're like, wow, like, what a close moment I have with him. So you make this huge, huge tray of manicot. And you go to the uh, church and you're super excited and you've got this tray and you kind of like got dressed up a little bit and you like put makeup on and and you step in and then you see him eating a tray of another lady's manicot in the church and he doesn't see you yet, but you are standing like in the church 
So you can either leave or stay, call them out or whatever. What do you do? This is Same Day Shipping, a show where we geek out about real love and fake relationships. I'm Colin. I'm Kelly. I'm Ryan. I'm Patrick. I don't think you can call him out because nothing has happened. He owes this man mm-hmm. owes you nothing. You've been using him as a free therapist. Right. I think he, he also owes just you nothing. To... I think you just drop yeah. off your manicotti and go home. Mm-hmm. What you thought was happening wasn't happening. Get over it. Well, so Come on, Carmela. Wait, did I <laughs> it's very obvious what I'm rewatching right now. And this was actually a while ago in my rewatch. Um now she's yeah. like doing the thing with the painter guy and sh- that like Carmela I love you girl but you I do feel very embarrassed for you very often where I'm like just just stop and just move on which is what she does right with the priest I guess D- doesn't, doesn't she move the on priest at that get point? a hard on he so he comes over I think maybe it's after that and oh, okay. he wants to watch a movie I kept with her waiting for the hard on and then it didn't happen and I was like wait is this a different mafia wife no, no, no. So he, um, he, he comes over and they like have a re. He sleeps over, mm. but they don't have sex or do anything. But he, d- they get like a, a hair's breadth away from making out, and then and he has a boner during that. I think you need to check I, his pants, Kelly. I think, <laughs> I think he has a boner. I think he has a boner at that time, and then she is like, like they just he. Oh, that's right. He gets up and barfs because he had too much mm. wine. Um, and you then see that like, and Carmela calls him out later. She's like, oh, I think you like to play pretend. It's this like sexual adjacent thing that you're doing with all these women. Uh, like Carmela is very smart after the fact, like she lets herself fall in love very easily with these like other men. And then after they've embarrassed her, she's like, well, you know what? (laughs) You just like to, to to drag people along and you like to play pretend at this eroticism, but really you're too scared to ever really date a woman and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, Carmela, you knew that somewhere deep down. Yeah. Did I, did I hear incorrectly? Isn't this a priest we're talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Don't they not date women? Like as, isn't that a whole thing that they don't do? Yeah. So what's, what's she so, why would she be surprised by this? What are well, we talking about, he, by the way? Because, she, huh? It's what? a show Sopranos. called The Sopranos from oh, the HBO. So- oh, The Sopranos. Thanks, it's a l- It's a little known show. Um, <laughs> during like, a period it. of TV you where not say- a lot of good TV was coming out. <laughs> you can say you the name like Sopranos it. and I'll know it existed, <laughs> you guys. What the fuck? Um, I was teasing. <laughs> I. You know what your problem is? What? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> what? She's gonna Carmela your ass. <laughs> I like these little flights of fantasy that are adjacent to podcasting. <laughs> um, I was debating between that and the painter moment with Carmela, which I mean, the bottom line with whole Carmela is she needs to go to therapy and she yes. needs to really decide: is she going to live the rest of her life as a mobster's wife? Then there's a certain way she needs to reconcile herself. Yes. Or is she going to break free? She cannot pretend to prioritize her family, her children, and be a mobster's wife. It's, a, it's yeah. not possible. So you are choosing the money. 
and you are choosing the comfort or you're choosing the safety of your children. But mm. you can't she pretends like she can do both. Well, she pretends throughout. that like that by choosing the life of the mobster's wife, she is choosing the safety of her children. But girl, we know you know that's not true. You it's know what I mean? She, it's not true. She's, we know her it. son is gonna grow up into a creep. AJ's gross. Yeah. yeah, AJ gets well, at first there's a period where he gets like really into Nietzsche. Do you remember yeah, that's that? True. <laughs> I, he gets like very It's a good it's, show. It's a very good show. I really, really recommend it if you have like this is like the most I, basic. I love fucking, these hot takes. <laughs> this basic fucking hot take of like if um, you haven't seen the Sopranos, you should watch it. Like And then it, after that, like I don't know what you're doing, but like there's this show. It's about crime in Maryland, actually, the state I'm from, it's from Baltimore, and it's about like city cops, but it's really about. Oh, this the sounds good. Trade. Yeah, no, I highly, I think you know, it's worth giving a shot if you've watched everything else. Really, it's I've, like the city itself is a character. Yes, 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 and both of them have this thing of like really, really long intro songs, like <laughs> so long to where you're like, is this illegal? Like, it's you can so. Make dinner. You could do you yes you could make dinner you could fold your clothes it's similar to Deadwood I mean another <laughs> kind of un not really well known show <laughs> no one talks about it no one talks about it these long ass intros um but yeah I I'm uh, rewatching that right now and there's just a lot of all these characters where you're just like what are you doing don't do this don't. Don't don't go on a boat right after you have really bad food poisoning and drink tequila and kill your friend. Like, don't do that. He shouldn't have talked. He shouldn't have Specifically, talked. don't try fucking the priest, though. Like, that's the re- right. Like, back to the, the or, hot take. I guess. OK, or no. When you engage a priest, because I've seen a lot of TV shows about priests. Yeah. When mm. you engage the priest, yeah. know the limits of what that will be. It's not going to be monogamous. He's already no. cheating on God with you. Yeah. He cheats oh with you. He'll cheat on you. It's not going to be monogamous. There's not going to be sex. And if there is, it, it's not going to, it's not going to turn out okay. Girl, you know what? You saying that, like, truly, it's like, he's already cheating on God with you. Do you think he's going to be monogamous to you? Craziness. He's only cheating on God because I'm so special. Uh, no, I know because our connection is oh, so Colin, no. so important. But no, is, is that a, not this is an important hot take for us to have? <laughs> well, hey, I gotta you're... watch Sopranos apparently. And... <laughs> well, because your manicot is so good, so he won't <laughs> cheat on you. No, it's cheese and pasta. Anyone would eat it. Anyone well, I'm would eat with, it. I'm familiar with manicotti. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're going to have to start saying manicot, though, once you watch Sopranos. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got it. Gotcha. That's all they say. They say manicot. Manicot. A mozzarella. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, you got to get that fresh mozzarella. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> and then when they go to Italy and it's like very embarrassing because they just want pasta with sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, there's too much fish here. They eat too much fish. <laughs> um. No, but like, here's the thing. When you marry a monster, this yeah. is what you get. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It, it's funny because I feel like we as the viewer oftentimes forget that Tony Soprano is a monster and then he does very monstrous things and then mm. we're like, oh, yeah, he's like a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Carmela pretty much only sees the monster side of him. So like I don't know how she's forgetting. <laughs> like we don't, she doesn't see him like piling around with his friends or like talking to his therapist. 
which, oh, the therapist thing. I was going to maybe do a therapist hot take. Oh, no. That's worse than priests. <laughs> Where you don't tell your wife that your therapist well, is a woman because you're afraid that she'll think that you're cheating on and her. And then as soon as she finds out that your therapist is a woman, she thinks you're cheating on her. <laughs> so you were right. <laughs> you were right. I mean, and it's because you do cheat on her all the time. Oh, you have steady girlfriends. Steady girlfriends. Your Russian girlfriend keeps calling the house and your Polish maid yells at her. <laughs> Listen, you should really watch The Sopranos, Colin. Like, I think you would really like it. It's very messy. Everyone's so messy. messy. That sounds fun. It's, it's really almost fun. like if two monsters fought each other, how messy that would be. Wow. We're doing Godzilla versus Kong ships today. Fantastic. Right? I, I heard you're not going to let that segue slide. <laughs> it, <laughs> not yeah. that You one. are all over it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see. When you said when you marry a monster, monster I see. I'm yeah. so sorry. I'm oh, so sorry Oh, I missed that. that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Patrick, you did right, but... <laughs> No, I did bad. I didn't. I, I I let myself get steamrolled in the transition. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. No, we got to talk about the therapist thing. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. No, cause I, I, honestly, uh, like priest versus therapist is on the the same level as Godzilla versus Kong. So I'm, oh, I'm glad we got there. That's yeah. fucking hysterical. That's true. <laughs> no, um, this movie kind of looks pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the needle drop made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I might just be there. You know that, like this crew. <laughs> is in a perhaps abusive relationship with needle drops. True. And I am therefore I want to see this movie because of that needle drop. <laughs> I hope it's all needle drops and ape punches. Yeah. If, if that is true, it could be really good cuz the last Godzilla movie, all the people stuff sucked. Less uh, people. Was that the um the, the one with the Stranger Things girl? Yes. The the first one with her in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. The the King of the Monsters. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked all the monster parts of it, but like there's there's so much like backstabbing and like big organizations and like people doing shit. And I'm like, I don't care about the I don't care about the people at all. Yeah. I just want to see big monsters fight each other. That's yeah. the thing. I grew up watching uh Godzilla movies from a very young age, like the the classics, and I remember Zero characters. I remember <laughs> not a single plot. I, okay, I I remember the space aliens from Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, but that is it. And they weren't humans. They were space aliens. That's why. Yeah. So it's like, can we just have a Godzilla movie that doesn't try to tell a story <laughs> for once? Yeah. Well, I think the story can be Godzilla, Godzilla v. Kong. That's the story. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, even in the original... Uh, in the original like Godzilla movies and like all those kaiju movies, right? Like the general, the story is there. It's very simple. It's like this is a metaphor for nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are we are post war Japan. We're very scarred, and yep. that kind of thing is scary. And that's like the only thing you need. I feel like yeah, there was a like young scientist and his mm-hmm. fiance versus a general, and yeah. that was yep. all the story. <laughs> Great, love it. Very two dimensional. Very flat. Let's keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did you come up with a ship, Colin? I did. So I, I figured the the way to approach it is like horror movie monster crossovers is the way in. Um, and, you know, I thought of some OTPs that we've talked about before on the show. There's uh, Pennywise and Babadook, obviously. They're, Stunning. Uh, Classic kaiju. Classic kaiju. <laughs> They're monsters and of a different ilk. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, the monsters I decided to uh, ship together 
is Jack Torrance from The Shining and um, Annie Wilkins from Jesus Christ, Colin. Misery. Wow. Gee, I, they are into some fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah dude. Well, but they are, love- are they are they at the ski resort? Like, where are they? I think we can. I think we put them on the beach. Get them both out of their oh, comfort zone. Beach? A little bit. I, I, can, I am sorry. Oh, at the they, beach? Is they it a haunted both, beach? <laughs> they are both on the boat that on used boat? to. Uh, they're on the boat that used to be occupied by Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore from Fifty First Days. Oh, it's a haunted boat. It's a cursed boat. It's cursed yeah. in its own way. It's a yeah. definitely cursed boat. So, but after they're done murdering that that horrible family. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's a mercy. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Those poor children, every morning they have to introduce themselves to their mom. Ugh. Oh, God, just They're... give them the sweet release of death. <laughs> oh. oh, how fun, or how much fun would Annie have with uh, Drew Barrymore as her prisoner, though? Oh, yeah, oh. I think she lets her live just so that she can fuck with her. Yeah, maybe that's can... my shit. Maybe because I Because that's the thing is, like, Annie runs out of things to do, right? So she could redo stuff. Like, she could be like, oh, like, she could... Break her ankle and mm-hmm. and unbreak and let it heal and then break it again and it's just like the first time. Yeah, See, this is honestly. I think this might be the OTP. Yeah, this <laughs> I think Jack, Jack is there at the beginning and then Annie realizes no one is ever going to do it better than Drew Barrymore from Fifty First Dates. Yeah, well, and yeah, also yeah. like if we remove Jack from that haunted ski resort, does he even have? Like still crazy is the yeah does he have evil inclinations does he have like the supernatural ability to like catch up with them and like take punches and stuff or no 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 you get him on that boat for a few days and he's just oh that was weird oh and then oh, he leaves no! and then he's like a I pair of sunglasses to... and leaves yep becomes <laughs> <laughs> Jack Nicholson yeah. oh and then that's okay so that's like right that's like okay so first act they go to this <laughs> to this boat right and you think like oh this is the OTP. And then when he snaps out of it, Annie's like, I thought you were like me. And so she's like really hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, but very angry. Yeah. But very angry. So she starts like really torturing the shit out of <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of Drew Barrymore. Ties him. <laughs> well, first she uh, she ties him to the mast of the boat and like just lets him get all sunburned and wind oh. fucking oh, torn yeah. and really just basically rots away uh like a so piece of leather like, on the on the side of this boat is this like the beach version of his original demise oh yeah instead of freezing to death in yeah. the in the maze oh, yeah he yep. burns mm-hmm. yeah that's mm. cool that's Love that's it. pretty great that's very monster they're two human monsters yeah that's great that you know drew Barrymore. but there's no save in that character unfortunately no she's born to be a victim yeah yeah well, that's sad well <laughs> Does anyone else have a <laughs> guys? Are we in a dark place again? Mine is of course a sweet we are. One. What the fuck changed, Patrick? What has know. changed since last <laughs> nothing, week? Nothing. Nothing's changed. Okay, Ryan has a sweet one. Cleanse us. I have a sweet one. Okay, I'm taking us way back, way back okay. to 2005's Kong, King Kong. Oh, Peter mm. Jackson's Kong, King Kong. Oh man. I have so, an unpleasant association with that movie. What, uh-huh. what happened to you? Well, we'll get to it when we get to it. You can Ryan, tell us your shit. We can get that out of the way before I get to my shit. So I, I saw this movie after having um, some like dental surgery, like earlier in the day. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was at my parents' house and they, they were like, do you want to go to a movie? And you know, I'm like groggy and in like Wait, pain. what? They took you to a fucking movie? <laughs> yeah. You gotta do something with these kids. <laughs> 
I mean, I must have said yes. I was probably excited about it because I liked the Lord of the Rings movies and I wanted to see what Peter Jackson was doing next, right? Yeah. Um, sure. Oh, so you're like, this will be like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like that. And, and so they brought me to the to the movie and... You know, like, I don't know if, like, my pain meds started wearing off. It's a, like, three and a half hour movie. It's a really long movie. Um, but, like, yeah, 45 minutes, an hour into it, I just was in, like, tremendous pain. And, like, I don't remember the last half of the movie. Mm. <laughs> like, the part where Kong shows up. Because that is a thing yeah. of the movie, is that it's a whole movie about making a movie mm-hmm. Yeah, for mm-hmm. the first hour and a half. And then yes. you meet Kong, and then it becomes you know king kong and the part where my, this romance happens remember take yourself back it's 2005 yeah I don't want to go back there <laughs> sorry okay <laughs> patrick is not like an eight on the pain scale at this moment <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right it's naomi watts yeah yeah it's adrian brody mm-hmm. you bet it is. Oh, and God, they have yeah. a very basic script like the script because i rewatched their scenes together this morning to make sure i still shipped it i do <laughs> but it's all just the two of them, like, being attracted to each other and, like, looking at each other with their hearts in their eyes. It's really not anything they do or say, but, like, they just are very attracted to each other and really like each other from the moment that they first, like, really interact. It's mm-hmm. very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, And I remember really liking it at the time. And then... You know, and then a big ape shows up, and then the movie becomes about that for some reason. <laughs> but well, once the big ape shows up, it has to be about that. Yeah, you can't ignore the ape. You can't yeah. ignore King Kong. That's one of the basics. It's like pulling uh, a gun in an improv scene. Exactly. Then exactly. you just have to deal with that. Or if like someone kills themselves in an improv scene. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was on a team once uh, where a player did that, and the rest of us just left. To see. <laughs> And they're just laying on the on the stage. Uh huh. We just made Beautiful. him. We made him just continue to kill himself. Beautiful. Fine. fine. Great. Good. You want to do, do this? Just do it. Just, just, just do, it. do it. Just do it. I'm not going to be here for it. That's wonderful. Um, I wish it was in a show. It was in practice. But oh, you were there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who, was it? Zach killing it himself? You. Yeah, it was me. No, it wasn't. I don't remember any improv practices ever. <laughs> Fair. Um. But yeah, so Naomi Watts and Adrian Brody, I think it's mostly because of their acting. I think they're just really good actors. Adrian Brody is really good because I even think I shipped him with someone in Son of Sam. Like, he is just <laughs> really good at ha- with his eyes of just like putting his whole heart in his eyes yeah. and just longing for someone. He's very good with the with the like look of desire and longing. Yes. I'm very good with that, yeah. Yes, without like the threat. Like, it's never like a... a it's like it's very beta somehow. It's open, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's my ship. What I mean, uh, it's a good one. They, their characters in the movie are they both actors or is he like the director? He's the, of the writer, movie? and he's because writer. of how Jack Black is an auteur man, he's the director, mm. and he right. is just wild. So he makes he he like they're like in, they're writing the not the movie as they as they shoot it. Ah. Uh. It's like cinema verite kind of trying to do. Mm. Well, because so, they don't know what kind of footage they're going to get on exactly. and they certainly Skull don't Island. Yeah. know for sure that they're going to get, you know, King Kong. Right. Um, but so, yeah, they so do Adrian get Brody Kong. plays Jack, who is writing the film, and then Naomi Watts is the, is the ingenue, the star of the film. <laughs> sorry. Um, when you said ingenue, it made me think of, this is so unrelated, I'm so sorry. 
Um, <laughs> there, there, and it made this is what made me re- start a, a Sopranos rewatch. There's this uh, documentary series called like, uh, I think it's like something about women be being killed. <laughs> What the fuck, what? Kelly? Is it a it's fucking about, like, discovery investigation? <laughs> of like famous crimes. So there's the okay. first episode is about the Natalie Wood murder. Mm. And it's hosted by the woman who plays the therapist in Sopranos. Lorraine Bracco? Yeah. And the way she talks is so funny. She's like, um, Natalie Wood was a promising young ingenue. <laughs> like, it's the least like true crimey thing. Like she's standing like three quarters. You know how moms like to stand in pictures like three yeah. quarters. She's standing like that the whole time, not moving, just like staring straight ahead. Huge Vaseline lens, and she's just like Natalie Wood was on a boat with her ex husband or husband, husband and a skipper, and she did die. Well, like Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Walken. Nope, yeah. Never forget. He never forget. There. He was there. He knows what happened. Probably. Anyway. I don't know if any of them, but any of them know what happened because I think they were all on drugs. Well, I think that the person that killed her knows her husband. Ooh. Oh, I'm there sipping we go. tea. If you can't shots tell. fired. Shots fired. Um, sorry, but the ingenue thing just made me think of when she's like, "I promise the young ingenue." But at the time, I mean, Natalie Wood's a great actress, but she was no longer an ingenue. She was no longer an ingenue <laughs> at the time. I think maybe they didn't want to make Elaine Brock feel bad, and so they were like, "Sure, of uh, like, <laughs> sure, a forty-five-year-old person can be an ingenue, and you're not much further away from that, so that's fine." <laughs> Because <laughs> she probably was like past her prime. What? What? <laughs> hey, sixty three is the new forty one. <laughs> and all that said, Lorraine Bracco is pretty hot in Sopranos. She she's very intriguing. I'm like, you know what, Tony? I see it. <laughs> I see it. So Kelly, I was trying to uh, I was trying to find a way to figure out what show you were talking about, and oh, I was no. this close to hitting enter on. Um, Women being killed series, <laughs> and I decided for future, uh, you know, investigators looking at my computer not to hit enter on that Google. I search. think it's on how to kill a woman on <laughs> Chanu. <laughs> uh, my name is Colin J. Morris. I am searching. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll stick to the Annie Wilkins ships. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, Patrick, do you want to go away from your (laughs) memories of Of tooth surgery (laughs) and and think about your ship? Yeah. So my ship starts with a Kong, but you know me. I'm in the Donkey Kong universe here. Oh, God. Here we go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So wrinkly kong the matron of the kong family grandmother of the kong family oh did she give herself that name or is that like her shitty grandkids coming I mean, up it's not tough. very nice it's tough because the grand the grandfather character is named cranky kong so like they obviously earn these nicknames somehow yeah by mm-hmm. being cranky or being wrinkly i guess <laughs> yeah, yeah, well I guess. but one of them is a choice yeah and one Crankiness? of them is just what life does to you <gasps> right he- Here's the thing. So in, in her first appearance, she is just like grandmother, right? She's like stereotypical grandmother. She has a shawl. She's in a rocking chair. She dispenses like soft advice to the player, okay. right? Um, but in her second appearance, that's when the game is like, no, you know what? We got to like, she has to have a more active role. So um, she does three things. One, she gets sassy, 
right? So she's like kind of needling the player. And also that's maybe just kind of how these games are written that like everyone has kind of an adversarial relationship with uh, Donkey Kong. Mm. Um, but so A, that B, she starts working out and taking care of herself. So she's doing like step aerobics and she's wearing, <laughs> <laughs> she's really wearing cute. like athletic gear. Um, it's really cute. It's really fun. The other thing is um, in, in her second appearance, that's uh, in Donkey Kong Country 3, which is a super late Super Nintendo game. Um, and whenever you visit her in her cave, she is playing um, Nintendo 64. So like she oh, has moved, cool. she's moved on to the next platform. And like you can hear the music from um, Mario 64 playing in her cave because like she's playing. So like she's into new technology. She's working out. She's sassy. That's cute. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, in her next appearance in Donkey Kong 64, she has died. Yeah, she's, she's a ghost. <laughs> she is now a ghost. That's so sad. She that she doesn't even get to be on this new technology that she likes to be on. This is what I'm that saying. She likes. Ugh. So, okay. Little bit of sass. Uh, a- athletic takes care of herself into technology is now dead. I ship Wrinkly Kong with Tony Stark. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 and it could be this sort of thing where they like they meet in the afterlife or like maybe maybe they had like a period before when like they were both young and she was like an ape in some research lab or something oh jesus and he was there and like uh you know like to maybe like open the cage and let her out or something and not very tony stark move but like they had some sort of connection um and then like in death maybe they get together yeah i could see like tony uh Tony visiting a lab that he owns, and then when he realizes that, like, a cute animal is going to be killed, like, the thousands of others that have been killed in his <laughs> laboratory, he'd be like, oh, well, I'll take this one home, because I yeah. can afford it. Yeah. Especially if it's early and he that he can do it as part of, like, sticking it to his dad, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or he, like, goes to, do to like, <laughs> to do some experiment on her, and he, like, has some fucking syringe in his hand or something, and he goes to put it and then her, <laughs> her her hand goes up and, and catches his wrist and then he's like whoa wow hello you wrinkly. are so athletic hello wrinkly <laughs> i mean i feel like tony stark in life only dated like top one percent beautiful people we right, don't right. know that she wasn't a hot ape when she was younger, though. <laughs> sure, but we're talking about dead Wrinkly Kong. <laughs> He'd be dead, too. I'm just saying, he, I, the version of Tony Stark, I feel like this is a more open-minded version. He's changed in death. Right. And yeah. I'm intrigued by this. I like this for him. <laughs> He's it's not as shallow different. anymore. He can finally date a dead old ape. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I don't think he's ever dated anyone <laughs> with wrinkles. That's true. And then someone with wrinkly in her name? I mean, come I mean, on. that's big for him. Mm-hmm. What big about move. uh what's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. He's married to her. She doesn't have alive. wrinkles. She Are refuses you serious? to age. It's one of her primary traits. No, but at night when she pulls all the jade jade eggs out of her vagina, she turns into like the red woman from Game of Thrones without her medallion. <laughs> this is canon stuff, you guys. <laughs> That's really funny that the jade egg inside is like somehow holding it all together. Yeah. Keeping she it just, tight. Like, it doesn't it doesn't cost thirteen hundred bucks for nothing. <laughs> it's true. It's gotta do something. 
Yeah, it's not just a useless egg you trick people to stick up their twats. Yeah. Well, it makes your vagina smell like a... Yeah, it was a little disarming. I don't know what to do now. Yeah, I like temporarily dissociated. Well, I don't think we've heard Kelly's ship. Oh, okay. Yeah, we haven't heard my ship. Do it. Okay. Um. Okay, so I was like... Godzilla versus King Kong, or kaiju. Um, mm-hmm. What is another type of kaiju adjacent? And I think they're technically called kaijin, but the monster is an attack on Titan. Oh, okay. So they're like really huge. If you're not familiar with Attack on Titan, uh, basically it's like set in this um, very idyllic town, like kind of um, Germanic type town uh, that's like surrounded by like a bunch of walls because these big giant things um, called Titans, which are kind of unexplained at the beginning. Like you don't know what they are. They're just like, they look like big giant humans with their muscles being the outside part of them. Like inside out people. Yeah. Inside out people, these big giant inside out people that will eat humans and like just seek to destroy and eat. Um, and that's kind of like where you start the show. And there's this character named Mikasa um, who is taken in by this other character when she's young, uh, by this other character, Aaron, and his family when her uh, – her basically everyone's like kind of German mm-hmm. and she's half Asian. And so like her mom and her were uh, – they were – her and her family were traveling and her mom and her were uh, – attempted kidnapped by this like group of bandits that wanted to sell them um and her so mikasa and her 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 entire family dies and then she survives and she's about to be killed but then aaron and uh comes upon them and saves her okay and so it gives and he kind of like teaches her like you need to stand up for yourself in this world because like no one else will like it's rare that someone's gonna protect you you need to fight to live uh, and so for the rest of her life, she has dedicated her life to protecting Aaron. And she's like definitely in love with him. Like she went, she wants her goal at like when she is a teenager is like, I just want to live the rest of my life in peace with Aaron in, in this town. And like, I just want to live a peaceful life. And he's like, I'm going to join the army. And she's like, fuck, <laughs> what? So she follows him into the fucking army. And she's like training and training and training. And she becomes like the best. She is so good at everything because her goal is to protect someone she loves. Right. And um, this both like makes her a better fighter than like anybody. But also sometimes makes her act, you know. Oh, yeah. Her priorities are fucked up. They're as far fucked. as like the army is concerned, yeah. Yes, because mm. she, all she cares about is Aaron. So like if Aaron's in danger, all of a sudden she's like acting really rashly or like is dejected because she thinks he's dead or whatever. Um, and honestly, I just don't think this is a healthy relationship for her. I think she oh, needs no. to get away from okay. Aaron. So okay. who, but is there anybody else around? No, everybody there is toxic. Everybody <laughs> there is all fucked up. They're either like gung-ho, like let's kill all of these uh uh, all of these uh, titans, or like, let's let's kind of all weaponize. Right. I have kind of a weird. Is this? Are you looking for pitches? Well, I think have- I I have one for her, but I'm I'm open for pitches. So so for this one because I'm not sure of her sexuality, so I don't want to push anything on her. But like, let's just like put her in the position, and then like, if something happens, it happens, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Okay. But mm-hmm. are you familiar with the movie Kiki's Delivery Service? <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, you know the witch that lives in the woods, Ursula, mm-hmm. who's like basically she's an artist and she's like just she lives that cottage core life and she's like and she loves to paint <laughs> crows and paint the forest and she and she also like talks a lot about like the creative process and where she's like sometimes I just don't remember how to paint. So then mm-hmm. I go to sleep and I live my life and then all of a sudden one day I remember how to paint again. So you just got to <laughs> keep trying because Kiki's like, I can't fly. Blah, blah. Um, so I would like Mikasa one day is like, you know, doing one of her like rage fights or whatever. And she's like trying to stop the Titans from going into the woods. And then she gets like lost in the woods. And then she ends up on the front steps of a cute little cottage, meets Ursula. They basically Ursula helps Mikasa learn how to prioritize herself instead of like living her entire life for Aaron. Yeah. Because like I think at a certain point Mikasa like tells Aaron that she loves him and he's like, Yeah, I love you too, but also like I will always prioritize like the Titan situation. Mm. And she's like, mm, that hurts. Yeah. Um so I think like she needs to like and I know it's not very honorable because there is like a very like world endy thing happening <laughs> where she's from. Well, but like she's I put in some battles. She can retire. Yeah. I think she just retires and like lives with Ursula in the woods. So does Ursula like show her like I'm imagining like there's got to be a world where, you know, how how does Ursula show her like to prioritize herself? Is it just through example? Because Ursula's pretty laid back. They're kind of polar opposites as yeah. far as like how they prioritize their lives. I think um, it's through example because okay. like I think like so Mikasa probably comes there and she sees her painting and and, she, mm-hmm, and Mikasa mm-hmm. has like forgotten what she originally wanted to live for. Um. And right, so she before, sees, she, before the whole uh, kidnapping and falling in love and joining right. the army and all of that. Yeah, yeah. And well, and even like when she was living with Aaron, she was like, oh, I just want to live a peaceful life. And then Aaron's like, I don't. And she's like, okay, then I'll go with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Because like literally everywhere he goes, she goes to protect him because mm-hmm. he is kind of shitty at fighting until he finds out he can become a titan, which is its own thing. But anyway, um, so she – so. I think that she sees Ursula painting and she's like, what is this for? Like, and then Ursula's like, what do you mean? What is this for? It's just for me. <laughs> and she's like, what? And Ursula's like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I like doing it. And she's like, but it doesn't help anyone. And Ursula, I think also learns to be more at least cognizant of what's going on in the world at large. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because then, because, because she's a she, recluse. Yes. And so I think she is like teaching Mikasa that it's okay to like just do something for you that's like not tangible. You don't see the results. You just do something. And so like I don't think Mikasa becomes a painter, but like she she finds something, you know? Can I ask a a hard question here? Yeah. Can this happen if Aaron is still alive? (sighs) That's a tricky one because I think – you know what? Yes, but I think M- Mikasa has to be away from Aaron. So I think the first. Oh, okay. Here's what it is. So uh, I don't want to have to do this to her, but she's maimed somehow. Her ankle's broken or something, and so she cannot physically run away mm-hmm. um, from the cottage and go back to Aaron. And um, also, she doesn't know where he is, so she keeps being like, "I can't wait till I'm healed, because then I can go after Aaron." Does right? she get hobbled somehow? Is that what you're saying? She meets Annie Wilkes. Don't worry do about it. Do not bring Annie Wilkes to this. So, 
So she's like, oh, I, I want to go help him. And she's just like, when I'm healed, when I'm healed, when I'm healed, right? In the meantime, she's observing Ursula. She's interacting with Ursula. And then I think there comes to a point where, like, she's healed, but she still isn't leaving. Yeah. And Ursula's like, Perfect. I uh, and Ursula sees her like walk to the vegetable patch or whatever with without limping and like seems okay. Um, and the thing that we know about Mikasa is that she's a very fast healer. She got her ribs crushed by a titan and then like was doing sit ups like very quickly, so she's fine. So I think she heals, but then, but then never leave. goes back. Yeah, wow. I think she eventually doesn't leave. And I think the the ultimate test will be when Ursula's peaceful cottage in the woods is invaded by Titans. Yes. It, well, I think that there's a Titan threat. <gasps> it's invaded by Aaron. By Aaron, yes. Yeah. Aaron as a Titan. He's, like, lost control. Um, yeah. And then she has to fight Aaron. <gasps> oh, man. Because his, like, militarism and whatever has, like, become too much. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he was always looking for a fight, and now he can turn into the enemy to defeat the enemy, but then he becomes the enemy that he was trying to defeat. Yeah. And Ursula is in danger, and Mikasa has to protect her. I like it. I ship it. I'm into it. Oh, and at first, Ursula's like, well, we should just run away. Like, I'll just find another cottage somewhere else. Mm. And Mikasa's like, no, like, this is our place. And then Ursula's like, (gasps) our place? Oh, it got real sweet at the end. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's good. Colin, do we have any questions uh, that we can answer from Twitter? I didn't ask you about this ahead of time, so the answer might be no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even have our I don't even have our email open. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> Two, Two relationships. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.